This episode is sponsored by Fire and Fuel Coaching, where I help you discover who you are and where you want to go, both on and off the job. For more information, please reach out to me at my Instagram handle at juryfireandfuel. This podcast is part of the Everyday Heroes Podcast Network, the network for first responders and those who support them. Welcome. The trials of first responders and their families aren't easy. Enduring the Badge Podcast is building a community to help them out. Introducing your host, backed by 30 years of experience as a first responder, Jerry Dean Lund. Hey everyone, before we jump into this next episode, I want to thank my sponsor, Patriot Supreme. They make the highest quality CBD products that I know of. A veteran-owned company with products made right here in the United States. I've used them in my personal life because they work. I've tried other products. They have not worked, and these do. I like the CBD oil, the CBD gummies. They have melatonin gummies with CBD in them. They have a deep freeze roll-on that works for those joints that are a little bit sore or muscle pain. I love them all. You should check them out at PatriotSupreme.com, and don't forget to use the code Enduring the Badge if you're a first responder. That'll get you 50% off. And please go check them out on their Instagram and Facebook page at Patriot Supreme. Let's jump right into this next episode with my amazing guest. Zerosio, how are you doing today? I'm doing really good. How about yourself? I'm doing much better than I was this morning. I had a long uh, 48 hours on shift and uh, didn't get much sleep, which I'm sure you can definitely relate to. And uh, took a couple naps and ready to go. That's how it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so tell the audience a little bit about yourself. A little bit about myself, uh, I'm a military brat. Um, I actually grew up in Spain. Uh, there's a naval base in Rota, right? So I spent a lot of years there. Um, then we moved to San Diego, California. Uh, that was the last station uh, that we were at. And then that's where I decided to join EMS. Uh, I have worked EMS in California, in Alaska as a volunteer, uh, Orlando, and now I am in Penilas County. Wow, that's jumping around a little bit. Yes, um, California, it's very, very expensive for a first responder. I actually started doing nursing there, uh, but then I moved to Florida and I, you know, I figured that, you know, I was able to still do what I like <laughs> right. out of it. So, yeah. Yeah. So what, and you went to Alaska and you did it as a volunteer? Yes. Uh, for a winter time, because wow. I see how strong I was, pretty much. <laughs> I wanted to see if I could survive a winter in Alaska, uh, working EMS there, and and I did. It was just for a season. It was just uh, for about five months, from November to March. Not for long, but that's. I left everything in California, my car, everything. So it was just. I just wanted to have that experience. A lot of first bites there, as you. <laughs> can possibly imagine uh that was like main calls that we got first bites that was <laughs> pretty much it well that's that's quite an experience to just leave your stuff to go see if you could handle five months in alaska what, what was your did you just want to see if you could handle it physically and mentally or and i wanted to see the northern lights too they're so pretty so they're only out in the winter time in summertime, because, you know, it's pretty much um, days 
uh, daylight. So you're not able to see the northern lights. Oh, uh, yes. So. That's that's on my bucket list. I have yet to see them. They're beautiful. Um, they're actually very pretty. I, uh, it's tough to say, but uh, I would actually, I would like to do that one more time. I mean, I'm not able now because back then I finished EMT school. So I didn't, I mean, I didn't have a job. So I was able to volunteer. Plus, you know, when you finish EMT, you kind of need to have some experience before you get hired somewhere. So I had a, I had a job, a normal job in Alaska. And I was, uh, you know, volunteering there for the department, for the fire department. It was fun. Uh, I would do it again. I just, um, I cannot do it right now (laughs) because I don't have that flexibility just, you know, to go and then come back. But if I could, I would do it again. It was a great experience. Very cold, but, you know, (laughs) you just get a lot of layers on you and stay inside (laughs) most of the time. And that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I haven't been to Alaska yet, but uh, it's on one of the places I want to visit. Probably incredibly beautiful, both in the summer and in the winter, just for the different aspects. Mm-hmm. And then yep. you, and then you went to Florida. Did you go straight to Florida from Alaska? Uh, no, I I came back uh, to California. I went back to California and I worked EMS there. Then realized that I was not able to make a living out of it, so I started nursing school. And uh, I have family in Florida, so that's why I moved here, because I figured it was, you know, going to be easier to go to nursing school, uh, you know, like while I was living with them. But uh, yeah, Florida is very inexpensive compared to California. So and we can actually get paid a lot better than there, too. So <laughs> it works out here. That's very good. In uh, Florida, like how has that changed from California to Florida as far as where there's like a different in in appreciation for EMS or a different yeah. like completely different uh you know when it comes to the appreciation of you know what we do which is by the way that's not why I you know got into EMS I was not looking for any type of appreciation from anyone I just really felt called to do it uh so that that's why I did it I was not looking for um anyone to say, oh, you know, good job, you know, hero or anything like that. I was never looking for that. Uh, definitely not in California. Here, um, I feel there, you know, there's there's a lot of respect here in Florida for what we do. And sometimes it's pretty funny when you tell, I try not to tell people what I do because, you know, when I do, they're like, 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 quick question, like, what is the worst thing that you've seen? I'm like, my paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much the worst you know that's uh, besides that I mean I don't know I don't know those people honestly it sounds pretty bad but I'm like just doing my job I'm not really thinking you know too much uh what it's going around me you know I'm just trying to get the job done and then you know I mean you know it you get to a different call and um you forget at the end of the day so I mean that's that's my experience you know but it, it's very different. Um, the appreciation, also the call volume, uh, the experience that you get, because there uh, in California, is, EMS is mainly with fire. So you have to be a firefighter. So pretty much it's transports, right? Here in Florida, I have been doing 911 transports. So, you know, real EMS. And that's when I was like, oh, I like this. I really do. So <laughs> it's very different. Um very different lifestyle, very different uh, 
you know, cults just because of that, you know, you cannot compare BLS to ALS. There's, I mean, not that you have a lot of emergencies on ALS either, right? You have a taxi driver to the hospital too, a lot, but like, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not a taxi, but okay. If you have to go, yeah, we'll, we'll take you for your pain. That's already like 10 days ago. It's okay. 3 a.m. now, but sure. Um, you know, you get some emergency, so it's, get to do a lot of cool things actually. So I really like it. And so as the, in California, you didn't get to use all your skills probably very much, but there in Florida and do, being able to take 911 calls, you're opening up your, your eyes to everything. You're not just getting the BLS calls. You're getting those calls that you really get to use the skills that you went to school for. Exactly. And a lot more because when you have a, a good partner, I'm an EMT. So when I am with a good paramedic, you know, they'll, they'll let me, I mean, obviously not nothing outside of my scope of practice. Like I'm not doing anything that I'm not supposed to do as an EMT, but they'll teach you things, you know, like how to read an EKG, right. Or like medications, how to, you know, how to meet, I mean, I can do that as an EMT. So, you know, when you have a good partner, like, although you're not doing those skills, they'll teach you how to, you know, do more uh, advanced skills than what you can do as an EMT even if you're not performing those skills, but you learn a lot. So, you know, and then you get to work with the fire department, the police department. Uh, it's, it's a lot of different, different calls, right? Different nature. You go to an overdose with the fire, the, uh, with the, with the police department and fire too. Then you go to a crime and you go get to wear your ballistic gear. Right. Um, most of the times there's, you don't find anything there. But, uh, you know, at least you get to wear the ballistic <laughs> vest and the helmet. And that's, you know, that's, that's, I think it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very different. Uh, definitely. I, um, EMS has grown in me a lot ever since I moved here, um, to be honest. So as you're, you've always had the, I, the drive to, to do service, I guess, to get into EMS, you really have to have the drive to to help people. Cause just like you joked, I mean, the worst thing you've seen is your paycheck and your EMS and first responders are paid pretty terrible compared to a lot of other jobs that are probably a lot less risky and maybe don't make as big a difference. Mm-hmm. So to, so how did, like, where did you get the drive to, to serve people? Um, I just, honestly, I felt, I felt cold to do it. You know, I feel like, um, like God was really calling me to do that. You know, I felt like I was called to do that. And honestly, I didn't really think that I had what it takes, to be honest. I did not think so. I got kind of like, okay, I'll try. And actually the first attempt, uh, I actually didn't make it through. Uh, And then a friend of mine that knew me very well in California, she's like, girl, you have to do it. And I was telling her that she's at EMT. I was like, I... I mean, she works as a tech, you know, at the hospital, uh, at the emergency, but she's an EMT. And I was telling her, like, I don't think I have what it takes, uh, but I made it through. And it was really cool because uh, the day that I did my clinicals at the hospital, a lot of things were, were went wrong. Like a lot of blood, tension, pneumothorax, like I got to see a lot. And I used to think about myself that I was the type of person that would freak out seeing blood or, you know, any other body fluids. Like I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get sick. If I see these, I'm going to get easy, whatever. And that day I got to see it all that you can pretty much see in a 12 hour shift. 
the day before, the night before I couldn't sleep, I slept two hours. I brought like four Red Bulls throughout the day. because I couldn't sleep. I was like, okay, this is it. Tomorrow, I know for a fact that I made it this far, but if I get to see something, I, I thought I was not going to be able to react how I was supposed to react as an EMT because, you know, when you go through your clinical, you're an EMT, you're pretty much done. Just have uh, your, I mean, you're pretty much done. That's it. That's the end. And I was like, this is it. Um, but I did a great job and nothing bothered me. And I remember that I was like staring at the wall, filling out the paperwork for my clinicals and a nurse was like, are you okay? And I was like, I think there's something wrong with me. She's like, what did you Well, you know, all day. Oh, sorry. Um, give me one second. Uh, sorry about that. That's okay. Uh, all day, you know, everything that has happened, because, you know, a lot of things happened that day, uh, like a lot, a lot of plot, like I said, tension with Florets, you know, with the needle and everything. Like, I got to see it all. I had to do it all. And I was just like natural. So I thought I was like, I'm crazy. There might be something wrong with me because I, I have not feel bothered all day. She's like, tap my back. You know, back then you could touch people and stuff. We didn't have COVID. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and she was like, congrats. I'm like, I look at her like, what are you talking about, crazy? You know, and she's like, you you're in the right field. Like some people get bothered by things and they have to build that tolerance. But you're, I mean, you have it in you. If you, I mean, it's been a rough day. So I think you did a great job. Like you're right where you're supposed to be. And I was like, oh. So that gave me a lot of confidence, you know, as I started uh, to, like I said, just work BLS and just pretty much drive from one hospital to the other. And I was like, oh, this is just being an EMT. Okay, I'm a driver. All those skills that I learned in school for what? Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, um, you know, it's it's one of these things. Like sometimes you have your intuition, got however you want to call it, like uh, telling you to do something, and you're not even sure that you will have what it takes. Um, but then you make it through, and you're like, wow, I wish I knew this, you know, like a few years ago or whatever. Like, so yeah. So do you want to go on farther? Do you want to, are you going to go back to nursing school, go to paramedic school? I am going, okay. So actually uh, nowadays uh, I am not, I, I got COVID like a month and a half ago. I got really, oh, really sick. Yeah. I got double pneumonia. So like I'm actually working at a clinic right now. I'm taking a step down because like, you know, physically I'm not, you know, able to, you know, I was actually going to fire school when mm -hmm. that happened. I was able to get my wildland firefighter shirt. At least, you know, I have the wild, um, I'm a wildland firefighter now. Uh, but I would, ha I would have to say something. That bunker gear, like God bless firefighter sold because I cannot stand, like, <laughs> I really cannot stand the bunker. So I know now that I love EMS uh, whenever I'm 100%, you know, because I'm still, my voice is not usually like this. I'm still like, I'm not fully there, but um, I want to do paramedic. I still want to finish nursing just because I started already. And I feel like, you know, it's, it's everything to have, right? Uh, but yeah, my goal right now is to do paramedic. And then I would like to do the bridge program eventually to nursing. Yeah, that but sounds. That's, that's the goal right now. I was going to go through fire school and then do paramedic, but uh, I figured that firefighter is not for me. That's, that's good to know, right? That's not, it's not every, not every job that you get interested in is the right job for you. 
and it's good to know. It's good to know that you, right, you didn't head down that that alley and it's turned out to be something you didn't want to do and or didn't feel right to do. And then you wasted a bunch of time doing it because you can put your time other places and where your heart or where your intuition or where God is leading you to go. Yeah, I just uh, had in my, there's a, a department in my county uh, that was, I had few tenants asking me to get my fire, like, um, you know, telling me that I was, I mean, you know, you'll be a great fit for our, our department, like you should get your fire. And I, I feel like, you know, why not? I really like these department. They're great people. Um, I feel like I would like fit right in there. And I was like, yeah, sure. But um, yeah, I don't see myself like wearing that bunker gear and going to a fire. It's it's a lot of pressure on my body. They say you'll, you'll get used to it eventually, but uh, I think I'm good with PMS. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. That's a great place to be. Yeah. (laughs) So in EMS, right, you're, you're with your partner in an ambulance for what a 10, 12 hour shift or or more. And so your, your partner kind of makes you or breaks you, right? That's a long time to be with something, somebody that you aren't learning from or don't admire or you know, you, your, your morals and your values are different. Like how, how do you react with different partners? Um, headphones, airpods. <laughs> you can tell, there's a, you know, the IV uh, bands that you put around the arm. We have like the regular one. So, but I do, I put a, um, like the visor here in the mirror. I just like got grabbed two, put my phone there, got my airpods and that's it. If I don't like them, that's what I do. But uh, usually you have a partner. And when you have seniority, uh, the, you know, the company that I was working for till, you know, I went through fire, tried to go through fire. Um, you have, when you get seniority, you get to beat on a shift and you kind of get to know everyone. So, uh, you know, you get to be with a partner that you like. Of course, there's a lot of overtime, uh, mandatory uh, shifts. So, like I said, when I didn't like someone, AirPods, you know, at the beginning of the shift, like small talk, like how do you want to do things, you know, expectations, whatever, if I didn't know them well enough, like how they work and such. And yeah, I mean, I'm usually, uh, even if I like my partner, I need that. Like that's, you know, that's usually how I am because, you know, it's 12 hours or with the same person. Like it doesn't matter how much you like someone after so much time with someone in a small space I personally need that time you know where I'm just like in my own space like you know they're there like they're right there but I am not I'm my phone doing my own thing and you know watching a tv show like listening to music whatever um but that's that would be a great advice that I would have for someone like headphones airpods don't leave them in the truck because that's like uh that's like i believe that's the most lost and found item that is always at the station like <laughs> <laughs> we'll always find a lot of airpods and just like hip you know because you know people just just leave them in the trucks but uh that will be my best you know suggestions to someone bring airpods <laughs> yeah. you don't have to deal with your partner for 12 hours if you don't want to <laughs> That takes a certain type of personality to be able to pull that off too. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, everybody, let's take a little break in the action. I want to thank one of my sponsors, Responder Wipes. They make an incredible wipe that can quickly and easily remove contaminants from your skin. They come in three amazing sizes, and they can be used by firefighters, law enforcement, military, anyone that just wants a quick cleanup. The wipes are aloe and alcohol-free because both of those ingredients are penetrant enhancers. These are the thickest wipes on the market. They don't shred or tear on your five o'clock shadow, maybe like those crappy baby wipes that you've been using. Time to throw those out and get some responder wipes. They leave you feeling clean and invigorated. You can also use them as a cooling towel around your neck on those really scorching days. But most importantly about this product is you need to use them after all types of exposures to help reduce the risk of occupational cancer. Be sure to check out their website at responderwipes.com and follow them on Instagram. Let's get right back into the action. With your ambulance service, are you at a an actual station or are you staged in different places around the city or your the area that you cover? So actually, um, I'm currently right now, right now, as we are speaking, I am in Miami uh, because I am once I, you know, recover completely, I want to be part of like an actual EMS service with actual, you know, stations. Like you run a call, you go back because um, the country that I'm in is, 12-hour shifts, which I don't like. I will rather do 24 or 48-hour shifts. Um, and yeah, it's 12-hour shifts and you're just bouncing around, like literally bouncing around. Like we've had like emergency calls for like 10 miles, like literally like we're like in the north of the county and we send out to an emergency call to a code. This happens a lot. Uh, to a code like 10 miles down, like, okay, well, if you get a rusk, we're not going to get there fast enough to transport. Like you will lose that patient again because, I mean, I don't know whoever's watching, anyone that does not have any EMS experience, what you see in the TV shows, in the movies that you do CPR and they suddenly start like speaking and they just like wake up. That does not happen in real life. You know, when someone needs CPR, they're dead. And if you, if anything happens, you get uh, some type of pulse or whatever, but if you don't do something fast enough, they'll crash right back. Even if you transport them, they'll crash right back. So, um, or they're dead <laughs> by the time that we have, like, I mean, there's, you know, that happened like enough time where they did not get a pulse back, uh, no vital signs and, and, you know, no rhythm that can be shocked and it's too late, you know, like, so, which it was good. Cause you know, if, if there's nothing that we can do, like I will much rather not have to make it to a call. And <laughs> in that case is good. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think a lot of people don't understand that in different areas of the country that ambulances are staged in parking lots of stores or gas stations and various different places. Um, these people in these in ambulances are basically living out of them for yeah, several hours, you know, and trying to live like going to the gas station to eat or trying to eat here and there. Like it's, it's a different type of lifestyle and you, you never know where you're going to be. Probably you're probably you're bounced around your service area quite often. Yeah. Honestly, um, in Pinellas County, there's no such as staking for hours. There's no such as staying for like five minutes. We're like, we have a cold volume that, we have to survive with whatever we bring, you know, from home and whatever we have in the EMS rooms at the hospital. It's like, I feel that EMS rooms are 
made to create future patients. Because let's face it, you know, I don't know, like in other places, but here um, in Florida, the places that I have worked at, uh, EMS rooms are filled with white house castles, like, you know, these like sliders, <laughs> uh, pizzas, um, energy drinks, chips, like everywhere, candy. It's like, Sometimes there's not even water. So it's like, do you want me to have diabetes or, you know, like, are you like trying to give me like a heart problem? Like what is going on here? So, but yeah, we're really busy. We're not, we, we don't get to, but I like that. Some people complain about how busy it is, but uh, I, I guess because, because I really like, you know, what I do. I like the fact that I'm not, you know, sitting around like staging somewhere or like having to get food from somewhere. Um, also. Uh, that being said, because of the call volume, uh, we were working five days a week, 12 hour shifts, and it was mandatory because we're serving the county. So it's like the call volume is it's higher and you still have the same EMS providers, then you have you have to request people and mandate them to work more. And because of that, people were quitting, <laughs> getting other jobs. So it came to a point where instead of working three or four shifts, the AB rotation is like one week uh, you work three days, uh, 12 hour shifts. And then the following week you work four days. Uh, we did what it's called AB rotation. Right. Uh, but we were so packed with emergencies and short staff uh, that we were working five days a week and actually fire was transporting to the hospital. Wow. That's, that's a lot of hours in an ambulance taking call after call and trying to get your your reports done. And there's not, not a lot of downtime to recover from calls. No, there's no, uh, there, there was no time to recover. Um, we could be at the hospital for 20 minutes and that's it. After 20 minutes, you have to, of course, if you had a code or something that needs to be literally clean, <laughs> like you had to clean the ambulance and decom, then you could be there for a little bit longer. But um, that was the expected time, 20, 20 minutes at the hospital, you know, just to get the patient out, um, get everything ready, next call. So. Did you do your reports at the hospital within that 20 minutes? Oh, paramedic does. Yeah. I don't report. Uh, but no, they did not. Um, I... Usually uh, they would get the reports done while we were going to a different call, you know, because I am driving. So they can they can, you know, get the reports done in the meantime. Uh, but no, <laughs> definitely not, uh, especially because they're always requesting more. I feel like there's always there's always more expectations from us, but uh, the pay has not changed too much yet. The gas has gone up. <laughs> right? Everything has gone up pretty much. Right. Um, but, um, you know, the pay has not gone up and the expectations from us are going up as well. So, you know, it's, it can, if you don't have, um, the right mindset, uh, it can get very stressful and you can become burnout. And that's when I said earlier, like, sometimes I did not like to work with some of the partners is because they were just so negative. Like I, I mean, you know, it is what it is. You can see. It's, I mean, I know it sounds very corny, but you can see the, the glass half full or half empty. And it's just what it is. You know, you can be complaining all the time um, because what? Nothing is going to change. Like you're here, you're working right now and 
because just because you're complaining, you're not changing anything. <laughs> right, right. Your partner having a bad day. And that's when I said, when I brought my, my AirPods, sometimes I was just like, all right. Like I was just, I was at a point where like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to argue with anyone because I'm not getting paid for that. But at the same time, I'm not getting paid to hear someone complaining about what we do all day either. If you don't like it, get another job, but don't come to work and complain because yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. It's very draining to, to have a partner or somebody that's with you. That's always constantly complaining and, and negative. And there's a certain situations that you can't change or it. And if you're going to complain about them, which we all fall into the trap of sometimes doing that, but you need to figure out a way to either deal with it or figure out a way that you're going to have whoever you work for change it. And I, and I agree with you in police as police, fire, EMS, military, the cost of living and cost of everything is going up, but the pay for first responders is just almost remaining the same, barely even budging and across the country. It's, average is just terrible and it's like you're working so hard to provide a great service and then you're you're barely getting by to live and the person at mcdonald's or wherever fast food you know they're making almost as much as you are if sometimes more yeah um at least you know the way that i take it um i enjoy what i do you know so at least you know, I, I get paid more or less, but I get to pay, I get paid to do what I like and I enjoy it. And not everyone can say that, you know, let's face it. Like, if, like you said, not everyone gets to become a first responder. Not everyone gets to become a police officer, a fire, a firefighter, a join the military, uh, people that get to join these type of uh, careers for me, is not a job for me it's a career. Um, you really have to, want it you really have to like it you know and yeah we're not we might be getting paid the same that you know someone that works at mcdonald's yes but they don't like i mean i would hope that they like what they do i'm not sure but i do i know that i go to work and it's not only helping other people it's honestly the adrenaline rush too one of the reasons why i don't want to become a paramedic uh or that i was like you know dragging along um I want to work for um, a county that is double paramedic so I can get to drive. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. I love driving emergency. You know, you feel like, I mean, you feel like kind of power, get out of the way, you know, like get to a, a, a red light, everything is clear and you get to go. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. Right. You know, and the adrenaline, just uh, being like first on scene, you know, it's, um, it's not only helping other people, it's also the adrenaline, right? Like we, we, I feel like, um, if you're not sort of an adrenaline junkie, then you should not be in this field because it's not for you. So is that aspect as well, right? Like, uh, having that adrenaline rush, you know, and, uh, um, you don't get that at McDonald's, <laughs> right? you know, you might get paid the same that I get paid, but, um, you don't get to drive a, really heavy vehicle with flashy lights and <laughs> you know and just run them through I know it might sound you know stupid but I, I really like it like the driving and uh everything pertaining to the job I really I really enjoy it so yeah so you have some good camaraderie with your when you have a really good partners and different what about ERs and fire departments and police officers is that 
all feel like kind of one great big family? Absolutely. And that's, I mean, it's, it's crazy because, um, you know, you, you get to know the different fire departments, you get to know the different people. Um, and, um, I mean, when I started working for the the county, I've had few police officers saying, Hey, you should get your police. You'll be a great police officer. I'm like, Oh, thank you. Not interested in that. I mean, I didn't say that, but thank you, whatever. And then, uh, like I was mentioning earlier, like I had lieutenants from just one department, but uh, there were like five or six lieutenants um, saying, hey, you should get your fire. Like, you'll, you know, we like how you work as an EMT, like how you help out, you know, in every call. Like, we just like how the way that you work. Um, and it's, it's very rewarding, right? Because like you, you start working. And it's just a job, but then soon enough, like they start, you know, to become uh, sort of like a family, right? I don't know. It's 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 weird, right? It's weird because um, you don't expect that. It's like you get to um, you get to see the same things, you get to experience the same things, you know, when you're at a call or whatever the situation might be, and you can understand another first responder a lot better than anyone else because you know you know what it is like. Like you said, not sleeping, right? What it feels like. Um, and just, you know, like every single situation that we have to face because of the long hours, the lack of sleep, the lack of, cause I know it's, it's, you know, I know people say like, yeah, you, when you, you work at a fire station, everyone sits down. That's not true. If you're in a BC County, you don't get to sit down for dinner. That does not happen. So even if you're a station, you're station 13, for example, even if you're a station 13, um, if you're, if you're really busy on a 24 hour shift. You don't get to sit down to it because when the alarms goes off, you have to go. So, yeah, there's some stations that are running 21 calls a day. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. There, like you said, there are no, there's there's no real downtime. You like you have to make the best of every little moment you get to eat or sleep or whatever. That's that's insane to me. To like, I don't work at a station nearly that busy, but that would be. It would be fun in a lot of ways, probably when I was a lot younger, but as you get older, <laughs> it might not be as fun with no sleep, but it's still rewarding for sure. Yeah. And the commodities, not only with the people you work with, like um, I was um, in New York. It, this is a coincidence. My birthday was yesterday and I had another friend's birthday that was a few days ago. Oh, happy so, birthday. Thank you. We, um, we went a group to New York and I didn't realize that I was going to be there for the 20th anniversary of the Twin Towers. Um, I was there. Yeah, I was there for the 20th anniversary of the, of the Twin Towers. So, you know, it did hit me different as a first responder because, you know, 412 first responders died that day and 340 firefighters. Um, I actually got this uh, little tattoo here. I don't know if you can see it. Uh, it says here, I got it actually in New York, uh, 412, oh. 143. Yeah. I got it. I got the tattoo there on the same day. Um, I just, just felt like it, but, um, you know, I got to meet so many people from so many different departments all over the country, like all over the world. And it's you like in five, 10 minutes, you already feel like you've known them for a really long time and you haven't even worked with them, you know? So it's not only the people that you work with, it's, uh, I don't know, it's something, you know, it's, it's like an energy, right. That you feel with other first responders, you start talking and just, uh, you, you feel that, you know, you feel close to them. 
although you don't know them for very long. So that's, you know, that, that was my, my experience there in New York as well. So it doesn't only happen while you're on the clock. You know, it also happens when you get to meet all the first responders anywhere else. So, yeah, that's one thing I do really love about this job. And I have friends in Europe and it's just like, and they're all around the United States and Canada and stuff. And it's just, it is that feeling that I don't, it's hard to describe maybe military, maybe people will get that too, but it's, it's just, like you said, that instant bond within, within moments. They're like, our lives are, are a little bit different, but there's a big core of our lives that, you know, that are exactly the same, doing the same job, no matter where you live in the world, you know, with some similarities, you always have that connection. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it doesn't break either because I've met, you know, really good people and, you know, still talking today. It doesn't matter how, you know, how long it, you haven't seen them. You still like keep in touch. And um, it's like time did not happen. You know, like I yes. have friends, like you said, in Europe as well, that do what we do there. And it's the same, you know, it's different place, different equipment. Uh, and we get to exchange experiences, how it is like here, how it is down there, the differences, you know, the similarities. But uh, at the end of the day, the core, like you said, is the same. I wish there was some more unity when it comes to what we do, especially in EMS, because I feel like fire is really solid. The police is really solid, too, as well as the military. Um, I would say all over the world, even. Um for sure in the United States, at least at a country level, it is very yeah. solid. But when it comes to EMS, um, I feel like it should be a, um, our job should be county-based and not private ambulance because uh, we're serving a county. When someone is calling 911 and we show up, we're really serving the county. We're not, um, we're not serving um, a hospital. You know, we're, we're taking them to the hospital. Uh, but I feel like it should be more united and yeah. more, you know, so because some counties are EMS based and they have their own stations. Then other counties, they have, I don't want to say names of, you know, private ambulance companies, but, you know, we all know them, you know, the different <laughs> companies that are out there. Um, and I don't think it's right. I don't feel like what we do should be as we're servicing a community. You know, we're not, I'm not here for profit. Again, if I was here for, for profit, I would not be doing this job. Definitely not. I would be doing something else with my life, finish nursing already, you know, and I mean, whatever, if I really wanted to make money. So why would I, or anyone, cause I know anyone that I have not met one person yet that has ever told me, oh, yes, I want to work for a private ambulance company. Never. No one will say, oh, yes, I don't want to have benefits. I want to work and I want to serve. Um, it is, sorry. Um, a department uh, for 20 years and I don't want to have any benefits, you know. Right. I want another, I want a company to have profit of what I'm doing. No, that's, that's not the purpose of what you getting to EMS. So unfortunately there's not much that I can do. That's why I, I try not, you know, to complain because am I going to change anything? Can I go to the 
to each single county and force them, you know, to to put the county base EMS. No, I cannot do that. So that's why it's like you see that I moved around a lot and I see that it happens a lot in EMS. Unfortunately, you you see the resume of people and you ask them their stories, their past. And um they do move a lot too. Yeah. Uh, you actually get into a the usually once you find a county based EMS system and you get into it, that's where you stay for the rest of your career. But till that happens, you're like bouncing around because it's not like firefighters, right? That uh you you get assigned uh, to your station to your department and you stay there for your whole career. If you want to serve for 20 years, 25, 30, whatever you want to do. But you stay there because also it wouldn't be smart if you <laughs> leave at seven years and then all oh, you have to again. That's not really smart to do either. So, you know, that, that I wish we because that's honestly, that's the reason why I got into fire, <laughs> to be honest with you, because I wanted to have benefits and I wanted to have a future. and I wanted to have a, a stability. I don't want to be moving around. I really don't. I don't want to be in the spot right now where I'm at. Like thinking do i really want to go back to work for a private ambulance company 12 hours it's no i don't want to do that do i want to keep working for a clinic no it's boring <laughs> do i make ten dollars more the hour yes do i have work four days a week 10 hour shifts yes do i have a lot of time off where i can go to new york and i can be in miami right now till sunday and i came here yesterday yes do I like it? No, <laughs> I don't like what I'm doing right now. I think it's boring. Um, I'm not wired. I don't think anyone in EMS or in the fire service or in the police department, I don't think we're wired to be in a building, you know, for, for 10 hours. We're not wired for that. You know, that's, that's boring. Uh, and actually it's funny because whenever it's low, like something really funny happens that I'm used to every time I have five minutes in the ambulance, I take a nap. So now when it's slow, I have to stand up and I have to do squats or like do something because I'm not used to it. So like, I'm going to like close me to my eye. I'm like, that's not professional. I know it doesn't matter. Some people do it, but I, I try to be professional. I know some of my coworkers just like lay down a little bit. I mean, you can do that in an ambulance. I don't think a clinic is, you know, the place to do that. So I, <laughs> I was like, okay, so I have to like stand up because um, I'm not wired for that. Right. And uh I mean, there's, there's, there's not much I can do. There's, there's nothing actually that I can do. Right. right. I can just move around. And, um, like I said, right now, the, the goal is try to move here to this area. There's a County here, uh, close to Miami that have, that has, um, County EMS only. Um, and I would like to do my paramedic here because also you need to know people. So, right. <laughs> You cannot just apply and then get the job if you're going to, you have to be already in the county and you have to know people. So for that, I would have to start my paramedic here so I can have those relationships so people can get to know me in school. And I'm not a stranger when I apply because everyone, when there's like, there's literally like, I believe there's seats county-based EMS in Florida. And there's a lot compared to other states because other states don't don't even have that. But yeah, when you have a lot of EMTs, you know, and paramedics that really want those benefits and you have that, there's there's a lot of competition, right? Like you, it's like whoever can get it, well, okay, well, you're not here. You're, you're, in, you're in Penny County. You're far away. So, okay, next on the list. Like, 
uh, who do you know? You don't know anyone. Okay, well, okay, well, you're here, you're close by, but uh, do you know someone? No. Okay, next. So it's it's um it's still worth it, you know. I'm, it's still worth it, of course. But um, I, I I really hope uh, also well, we also have to understand that fire. It's very very old. Like how many years has fire been around? Like two hundred years. It started. Benjamin Franklin was the first, you know, a little bit history about fire. That was like back in the 1800s. Okay. EMS started in the 1900, 19, I think, 50 something. In uh, I believe it was the uh, the Vietnam War or something like that. I think it was like back then. Um, I think, yeah, I think it started in the Vietnam War. Uh, EMS. So it's it's pretty new. It's also that okay. So I understand people complain, but at the same time, we have to understand that. For fire service to get where they're at right now, it took them 200 years, more than that. That was not like that 100 years ago. Even if you talk to retired firefighters that are like 70 years old. <laughs> when they were a firefighter back then, they it had nothing to do. And they, they say, because I, I love speaking to people that are retired, that are like, because they have the knowledge, they have the experience when they're like 70 years old, 80 years old, and you get to talk to them. Uh, they, they talk about firefighters today. Like, you know, like, I mean, they're like very well taken care of compared to what they went through back then. And they, they explain that like in order to have what the fire service has right now, we have to go through a lot. They were not protected back then. Now, when a firefighter dies, it's because they did something wrong. They did something wrong. It's not because they were not protected back then. They died because they were not protected. Yeah. It was a lot. It took a lot of trial and error, a lot, a lot of fires in very different parts of the country uh, for firefighters to have what they got today. So can we expect the same in EMS in 50 years? No. Or 60 years? No, we cannot. We can complain if we want to. But at the end of the day, I'm sorry that we're living in such a new era for EMS. You were just born now. You were not born in a hundred years from now. Well, I don't know where the world is going to be then with the, everything going on, but whatever. Um, <laughs> this is what we got now. It's very new. It's a. It's it's really a baby. EMS just started. It hasn't been a hundred years yet, so we cannot expect to be like up here, you know. And we cannot be complaining. We can just uh, do what we like, fight, and not give up. Because if everyone just goes to fire. You know, if everyone like me that likes it, I did it wrong, honestly, because <laughs> I, I tried to fire. But now I'm realizing like, no, I mean, if I really want EMS, why would I do that? I am not supporting what I believe in. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe people that are listening maybe don't understand that like these private ambulance systems don't really have a retirement plan set up for people that they work with. If they do, that's probably not as good as it could be as if you work for a county or state agent agency. So, right. That, I mean, you're putting in the time, right. Your eventual goal is to retire healthy and, and enjoy life from a career that you've dedicated to. So that's why it's very important to, to work for these agencies that are like that, that are county based or, and things like that. I think that's a huge thing for people to understand. It's, it's very, very limited amount of, uh, systems have those opportunities right please fire some other county and state things actually have pensions and i think that's probably that means something a lot to you that is getting a pension at the end of the day 
Right. Uh, yeah, I am sorry. Yes, exactly. For people that are listening right now. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of private ambulance companies. They do 911 transports, but they're, they are private, meaning you can get 401k, which is what you put into. So 401k, it's what you take out of your paycheck every pay period. You set an amount. You can set up $3, $6, whatever, but you are paying for it. Um, you're actually the person that is putting into it. That's what is what a 401k is. And that's actually what I believe every, at least every company that I have worked for so far offers. If you become a supervisor, then yes, you get to have benefits in some of them, not all of them. But uh, so pretty much you don't have any type of benefits because benefits is not taking money out of every paycheck and putting it into an account and then reap the benefits in uh, whenever you retire. That's, that's not benefits. And that's something that because I don't agree with it, I won't partaking on that anymore. Like I am not going to partake that. I will not be a part. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's like people can complain as much as they want, but complaining and not doing anything, you're just being part of the problem. Double because you're complaining anger stain you're not doing anything to solve the problem so i feel that um i mean if if people are okay like some people well actually like i said i have not met one person that is okay on with working for a private ambulance company so i will take that back i would say i was going to say uh people that are okay with that but i have not met any person yet in my career that is okay with working for a private ambulance company. So I'll take that back. I think that um, just like, like I was saying earlier, like fire did a lot of fighting to have what they got. It didn't happen, you know, out of osmosis. Like it just, no, no, they had to fight many years. They had to fight and fight and fight to get what they have. Same with the police department. Um, it's, it's older departments. EMS is so new. And it's like, I feel like we are at a point where we can lose it all and just have hospitals where they can do their own transports. Right. Or we can, like I'm doing right now, and a lot, a lot of people are doing too, you know, just, just fight, you know, for what we like to do and, and go to fight for, you know, for working for an, a, a county-based EMS. And if everyone were doing that, I'm pretty sure that um, somehow actually here, uh, Citrus County, one of the counties that are, I believe, like 40 miles away north from where I'm at, they just put county-based EMS, like it's happening just last week. So it does happen. It's happening. We just have to keep fighting. And how do we fight leaving those companies that are private? Because let's face it, they, 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 if they care for us, <laughs> they wouldn't be private. You know, they will, I mean, it's okay. I care for me. They care about them. Good. But I, but, um, you know, I, I, I want to serve a county that that's, that's what I got into what I'm doing. You know, I'm not trying to have a, rich person becoming richer because <laughs> I'm not trying to get rich again I would be doing something else with my life if I wanted to become rich I would still like doing nursing become a nurse practitioner or whatever if I really wanted that but uh, I know that I don't want to be in a hospital so even if I became a nurse it would be too when I'm a little bit older and I think that I'm not physically you know able to be uh just 100 uh, percent as I can be right now and I just want to do critical ter- care transport, which is um, critical ter- care transport is, you know, where, where nurses are 
doing transport, which is not a whole lot. It's a lot, it's a lot more calm when it comes to the call volume. So yes, eventually I would like to, whenever I see that I'm a little bit tired, then yeah, I'll get my nursing so I can do less calls a day. But that will be the motive. It won't, it won't be, you know, to make more money. But yeah. again, you know, when it's just leaving and doing something else, um, well, <laughs> I mean, that's not, you know, fighting, you know, for right. what you want. And I feel that's a community thing that we all have to fight for. Like every single person in EMS, they have to fight for that. Yeah. What recommendation would you have for someone that is looking to get into the EMS world? Um, don't be, well, I mean, if you're anything like me, don't think that you cannot do it. I would say don't be cocky either and think you got it all. Um, you know, some people, um, I can say that I guess I have just been lucky because I haven't had one call that really has got to me. I'm sure there will be plenty, um, cause I have been in EMS for like five years. So, you know. I know there's going to be one call that will get me one day, um, but I have been lucky enough that I haven't had that happening. I would say that anyone that is trying to get into EMS, um, well, if you start school, like make sure when you go to school that, like I said, it's county-based EMS. I would recommend that because that's going to that's going to be the first job interview because those instructors most likely are part of the department that you want to apply for. So that will be the first job interview. Get there early, you know, get there early, show up 15 minutes, 30 minutes early, um, be respectful, do whatever is required, you know, for you to do. Um, and then it's very competitive field, super competitive. Um, and then, I mean, there's, there's a lot of need right now for EMS people. I would take the competitive out of the way because there's actually a lot of need. I was competitive before, right? now. <laughs> There's a lot of need for, for EMTs and I would say, you know, ask for help, you know, cause I know a lot of people actually had, have had calls that really, you know, got to them. Um, I would say, you know, try to make good friends, uh, get along with people. It's better. Like I said, I would rather like get on my phone before having an argument with someone, you know, like try to avoid conflict, you know, because it's not going to take you anywhere at the end of the day, further for many hours. So. That's what I would say. And, um, no, pretty much it, uh, realize that people that you will encounter, you don't know them. They don't have to get to you. It's okay to have empathy, but not sympathy because you don't know them. They're there to do a job. And it's frustrating when you realize that the people that overdosed two days ago, it's overdosing again today and you have to do CPR again and you have to keep them Narcan. Then you realize that you're not here to save anyone. You're just a tool. Um, when I got into EMS, I thought that I was going to be able to help people. I realized that, no, I'm here just to do my job. I'm just one more person here, right? My job is to show up um, and give the best care that I can give to, to every person. Um, and it's sad because you realize that the drunk person the other day is the same today. And you talk to them and they didn't listen to you and they won't. And that's okay. That's where you realize that you don't have to have sympathy. You get to have empathy and you get to show up. You get to do your job and, and realize that you're not going to save anyone. Just get yeah. to drive. Uh, other thing, unfortunately, most of the calls are BLS. So there's not many cool calls, as you would think. Um, that was very frustrating, even in 911. 
Um, you get a lot of back pains that started 10 days ago and they call at 3 a.m. I legit had a dream. I thought I was going to get fired. I had a, they're called freaking flyers, right? Those people that call all the time, 911 for nothing. I, I literally got a call. Uh, sorry, like I was dreaming of a call that it was so real. It was a freaking flyer, a flyer at 3 a.m. And I show up with an actual fire crew to the actual patient with my actual partner to the actual house. Everything was so real. And this lady was like, uh, oh, I have so much pain. My back hurts. And I asked her, so what is the reason for you to call 911 tonight? Oh, well, my back hurts. I'm like, okay, well, when did the pain start? 10 days ago. Okay. All right. Why may you call 911 right now at 3 a.m.? Oh, it just hurts, but it's not worse. Oh, it just hurts a lot. And in my dream, I told the lady, I'm like, all right, lady, listen up to me. This is what we're going to do right now. We're going to help you out to bed. You're going to sleep. And at 7, you're going to go to your doctor. You're going to take an Uber to your doctor because guess what? We're not a taxi driver here. All right. So next time when you're in pain, you're going to suck it up and you will not call 911 if you don't actually have a real, like when you see that you cannot breathe anymore, then you call 911. Okay. And in my opinion, she was like, okay, you're right. Okay. And then I woke up. I was like, I'm fired. <laughs> I'm fired. Like, okay, my bed. I'm off. I used to work night shifts too. My shift was like 5 a.m. to uh, 5 p.m. to 5 a.m. I was like, okay, I'm I'm home. I'm not fired. I'm on my day off. Okay. All right. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of people they just just think that they're going to keep lying in the emergency department by going through the the woo truck, <laughs> the emergency. Yeah. That's what they think, but uh, that's that's going to be most of the job, just driving around, and um, then you get some cool calls. So that you know makes up for it. Yeah. Before I let you go, uh, ask this one last question to all my guests: What impact do you want to make in the world? And I'm actually going to narrow this one down a little bit for you. What impact do you want to make in the first responder world, in your EMS world? Um, just, just for people to know why they got into the field, you know, cause you get to forget that easily. Um, and, you know, I, I, I get to forget that easily too. Right. Uh, I would say that, you know, what, uh, you know, in those days where you're like burn out when you are, um, just, just burn out, just tired, you know, remember what drove you to get into the field. Remember the good days. Remember, um, Remember, just 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 what we do is so unique, you know, so special and so different to any other job. You know, just just think of the good things, you know, and and um, and, and and like I said earlier, just uh, just you know, just keep fighting to to change whatever you want to change in your department, whatever. Because let's face it, like people need us. Like <laughs> they need they need police officers, they need firefighters, they need ambulances. So like we are. We, we they need us you know we cannot we cannot be just taken away as i don't know if you want to get rid of samsung galaxy it's okay you got iphones no they need us just you know fight but always with a good attitude you know with a positive attitude you know what i mean just don't get burned out and like i said earlier like if you feel like a call has like bothered you or something don't just reach out for help like don't start drinking. I'm, I'm tired of seeing people like going down the path of like drinking and just like getting crazy literally, you know, and doing like crazy things because they didn't uh, take action right away. Like we're, we're only humans, you know, 
we're not that strong. We're, we're really, we think that we're like so powerful. Really, I, I feel that way. And I know like most of, uh, you know, first responders, but we're not, we're only humans. Although we think that we're like, you know, this big thing. Um, so yeah, I would say that too, like know your limits as a first responder, as a person. Like, let's take the tag of first responder out of the equation. Like, no, understand this. I think this is big, you know, to every first responder. Um, understand that you're human. Allow yourself to allow yourself to take a day off if you need to. Say no to the overtime. Don't feel that you have to say yes to the overtime. You know, take take a breath if you need to take five minutes more after a call because you want to just sit down and drink water uh, calmly. Do it. So, Rocio, it's been a great pleasure having you on today and sharing your experience in EMS. And I know the listeners are going to be enlightened by what you've had to say about the EMS world. And I love the passion that you have for it. I can see you going on. You'll definitely get your paramedic and you'll be going on even farther and not making a difference in the EMS world. I certainly appreciate that. Thank you very much for having me, Jerry. Thank you so much. It means a lot to me. I was welcome doesn't look like it but I was I did not know uh what I was going to talk about I was a little bit scared I have never done a podcast before in my life um so <laughs> I I hope that people you know are able to uh connect relate uh with anything of what I said because I did not prepare anything I just like showed up <laughs> and just you know started talking so definitely I was just trying to speak you know from my heart and my experience so No, I think you, I think you certainly did. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Jerry. I appreciate. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to rate and review the show wherever you access your podcast. If you know someone that would be great on the show, please get a hold of our host, Jerry Dean Lund, through the Instagram handles at Jerry Fire and Fuel or at Enduring the Badge Podcast. Also, by visiting the show's website, EnduringTheBadgePodcast.com for additional methods of contact and up-to-date information regarding the show. Remember, the views and opinions expressed during the show solely represent those of our hosts and the current episode's guests.